What's up and welcome to the Indie Credible Podcast, Season 3, Episode... Oh, I think it's Episode 8. I might be wrong on that one. Uh, but we have Episode 8, um, a weekly show we together, and we get together and chat about the world of indie gaming. We go through all the indie games we've been playing, we go through indie game news... And um, we normally cover a main topic, but there is, I'll be honest at the moment, there's not tons of topics to cover, considering the world is slowly shutting down. Um, so we're going to be mostly chatting about what uh, what we've been playing and probably doing a little bit of a longer version on that because it's been a, three weeks since our last podcast due to the whole kind of current situation in the world. And we'll be going into the uh, indie game new stuff, uh, but I'll, we'll be having a main topic next week, and next week's main topic is going to be uh, some recommendations from us of indie games you can go back and play while you're on lockdown or in quarantine or whatever you are, whatever you're doing. So some games you can play at the moment that we recommend. You know what? It's a game that you probably missed. It might be from five years ago. It might be from six months ago, but it's a game we recommend you go back and play. But joining me, as always, is Dan from At The Dice Bear. Hello. And Tom from At Shriek and Profit. Hello. Uh, so a little bit different now, guys. Some of you would have seen on the YouTube channel about uh, a video that I put out. I know the people closest to us, uh, our patrons and, and the people who re- reply a lot, definitely watched it because I had a nice conversation with them in the um, YouTube comment section. And I will say thank you very much for many people's kind words. But we are moving to audio-only podcast. There are various reasons why. I'm not going to spend the next 10 minutes of the podcast going on about that. There's a video up if you really want to know about But this is an audio-only podcast. So if you're wondering... Where enough is the video? Unfortunately, there isn't a video. Maybe we'll do the odd special edition uh, video one that we put behind the $100 paywall. But um, for now, we're going to stick to audio only. Um, but anyway, that's out the way. That said, obviously, we've done our Patreon, gents. But how has the the couple of weeks been? How how we've been finding the, the lockdown, the quarantine, the self-isolation, the peace and quiet? How have we been finding it? <laughs> Well, been... I've been locked down in a single room for seven days now because uh, I, I, I got I got I got the middle C. <laughs> the, uh, oh, you got the cut, uh, and I actually had to um, fully self isolate even from my family. So I've been wow. locked in my office for seven days. I thought you just um, watched Charles Bronson and you got really inspired and be like, I'm gonna fucking, <laughs> I'm gonna go self isolation, mate. Fucking. Actually, it's from our previous, uh, for our patrons thing, the Tiger King, and I was like, oh my god, maybe if I got a, a couple of cats and just stayed in this room, slowly I'd be able to make a harem. And uh, how's it going? What my harem? It's yeah. really shit. I'm not allowed cats in it. Oh. <laughs> you lost a step one. Yeah, yeah. First, first hurdle fell down. No, I'm, I'm, I'm a lot better now. T- tomorrow, I'm actually allowed out. You'd be like, go out and be like, ah, oh, light, ah, light. <laughs> Ooh, straight back into my office. Let's play some games. Um, <laughs> um, I'll be able to sleep in my own bed. That's going to be nice instead of sleeping on the floor. Um, uh, poor Karen. And uh, yeah, yeah, I know she hasn't had me next to all that. No, time I mean, I mean, Paul Corrin, that you're coming back. <laughs> you bit. <laughs> <laughs> but Tom isn't. Tom isn't actually on lockdown, is he? He's still working. He's. Um... I still have to Well, I've been. Work. Wor- I, w- I was working as well. Yeah, I've been working the whole time, and then it was because that quite a few members of staff have ended up getting it as well. So I'm sure a lot of key worker kids have got it. Um... Oof. 
Woohoo! Cool, lovely. Genius, that was such a brilliant idea. Let's gather all our key worker kids together in one place. <laughs> Let's right. let them mingle for a while. We need to make sure our nursing staff and that lot can keep going to work. So what we're going to do is we're going to put all their kids into one room. <laughs> and then we'll infect them. Um, but still, yeah. Everything going well with you, Tom? You've been uh, keeping well? Oh, yeah, you know, just going to work. It's life as normal. Yeah. Is it weird? It is weird. Uh, I don't really think we should be going to work, but, <laughs> yeah. but you know, we're, we're, on our, we're on our diet lockdown at the moment, so that's apparently good enough. Yeah, I, I think... What, what, I what think... is that? What that's is what? a diet lockdown? No, no diet. diet. What, and what is the diet lockdown? As How close we... can you, are you allowed to get to people at work? Oh, I'm not allowed to get close to them. But... Like, are tongues involved? Oh no, no, no tongues. So it's pretty restrictive considering how you know how I usually go about my business. Yeah, considering you're um, a, you're a porn star, people don't know actually what you are. So, oh yeah, I I'm should in, say I, I'm, a, I'm interested. I'm interested star, to know how in DP. how it works. Um, yeah, being in the porn star industry and still. Um, oh, ask away, ask away. Any questions? And, and yeah, and, and the fact that you, you like you have to uh, social distancing in the porn star industry mm. must be tricky. Broomsticks. Well, the thing is, that I, I can no, I, I can actually reach two meters if you know what I mean. So, ah. um, <laughs> it's not really a big issue for me. Uh, <laughs> I've heard it's not a big issue for anyone. Um, hey, come on! <laughs> <now>. <laughs> um, no, I'm glad you guys are doing well. And I'm glad you're feeling better, Dan. Or um, uh, I'm guessing you won't be going back to school will you? because school's going to be breaking up. Do you have to go back after Easter? Yeah. You do. Yeah. Ah. Wounder. We are we're done. School is not going back after Easter for us and we're not going back in. I was about to say you're going um, back at all. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, we've been yeah. told basically because where our school numbers were low anyway, yeah. Uh we we had twelve key worker kids, basically, and that was it. We had more, but where a lot of them had older sisters, they just stayed at home with their sisters. Right. So we had um yeah, we had these uh we had twelve and that was it in the whole school. So they made a deal with uh, Eastbourne College and the parents got effectively a really cheap rate. So they didn't pay their fee for the final term at Mora House. And they paid, I think it was about £1,000 to go to Eastbourne College for the final whole term and oh, get wow. work done there. So yeah, they're kind of doing it all for us. And the ones that are at home, we have to do online working for. But I smashed that out last week. Like, I'd done my whole resource pack. Because I only have to do it for OAA. So i literally done this whole, like, 20-hour interactive InDesign PDF document that I just do an hour a week on. And I smashed it. So then, literally, all I have to do every day when I'm going to have a lesson is I have to log on to this uh, program, click that the girls have signed in, and that is my day's work done. Because I'd done it all last week. <laughs> so I'm like, sweet. <laughs> That's me done. Um... Lucky yeah. Bitch. Well, I just need to find uh, find more work now, and that is about it. But anyway, enough of real world stuff and real life stuff. We're trying to speak a little about uh, a little as little, little as little little about, about, a, a, a least about uh, COVID nineteen as possible because I know it will be on people's minds all the time. And you want to hear about indie games? So as always, uh, let's kick off with what we have been playing. Obviously, three weeks since last podcast, gents. Who wants to kick us off here with uh, with what they've been playing, what they've been diving into? Obviously, we spoke about some AAA stuff we've been playing in the pre-show, which people can find over on patreon.com forward slash IndieCredible for $1 a month. Uh, but indie game-wise stuff, what have we been doing, gents? 
I honestly can't remember. I've, uh, I've, been, I've oh. been in this room for oh, thank God. <laughs> ever, and I, I can't remember what I've been playing. I, I know like I've played I was... some indie games. Uh, Tom, do you want to go or shall I go? Look, I remember, so really that's I'm, I'm one step better than Dan. You Got better, it. you better um, go before you forget. <laughs> do you know it's such a relief to find out Dan hasn't, hasn't remembered because I thought it felt like when you're at school and your mate has like you haven't done the homework and you hope your mate hasn't done it as well. <laughs> so like it's not as bad if you share the blame. But yeah, it, it, I remember finishing uh, Yes, Your Grace. Mm. I finished that. I haven't gone back to that. Actually. I haven't actually oh, really? gone back to that. No, yeah, I've got. Had too much other stuff I was playing. But anyway, so how... Without spoiling things, obviously, was the end to your standards? Did you enjoy it? it yeah, it's, it's sort of... For me, it just sort of petered out at the end. Because I, I don't know, because you know what's going to happen anyway. Yep. Essentially. Um, and if... Maybe I was just really lucky, but it feels kind of hard to lose right at the end. I feel like, because obviously, assuming you you made it all this way... To lose right at the end, I, maybe they thought that would be too much of a letdown. So it seems, even though I was very unprepared for the final battle, I still managed to survive. Yeah, I mean, it's not really like... A, it's not what you'd call a hardcore game, right? So oh, it, definitely not. Yeah, yeah so but, they probably didn't want to... Imagine some, it do, some chilled player, it, someone chilled playing it and being like, what? 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 Permadeath? What? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> but I had died previously from running out of uh, supplies. Yeah. And then I had to reload. Okay. But yeah, at the end, it's just like it, I got through the the final battle, and then it gives you a credits of like, uh, like in the end of Telltale games, it's like so and so survived, and so and so you did this, and that happened, and then because of that, this person died or whatever. So do you um, think so the end? Gives, end is, I was gonna say, so do you think the end is like the best it could be, or do you think they actually missed missed the potential? Like, uh, yes, the best it could be, isn't it? It's not. It's not. Mass Effect 2, you know, it's not not that <laughs> level of uh, of preparation that goes into it. Mm-hmm. To be honest, the, the the fun of the game is isn't from the end, is it? It's from the it's from the journey. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I think it did the best it could, and I enjoyed it for the for the majority of the game. It was just that when I got to that end bit was when I was uh, I had a bit of a break before I actually finished any of it off. So yeah. I kind of was already a bit like, oh yeah, 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 I remember this. Yeah, that's right. This was what was happening. I had to sort of remind myself. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's good. It's a good game. Play it if you like. That's my review. That's my <laughs> official review of the game. Nice. Um, nice. The other game that I played, or tried to play, was uh, Broomstick League. Is that what it's called? Oh yeah, it's gone live now, isn't it? The the Quidditch ripoff that is quite literally a ripoff of Quidditch. <laughs> yeah, it's Rocket League meets Quidditch. And they even say that thing in the press release. <laughs> like, yeah, well, I mean, there's no beating around the bush. That is exactly what it is. I mean, it's called Broomstick League for a reason. <laughs> uh, so you say tried to play it. I'm poorly optimised, didn't work well. Well, I played it in a tutorial. Yeah. And uh, I was like, okay, I see where this could be fun. There's something to this. And then I tried to load a, a game in, an online game, and it just crashed the entire game. <laughs> every, every single time I tried to play online, the entire game crashed. Oh wow! Is it uh, is it like known issues with the game at the moment? I, uh, to be honest, I just got annoyed and turned it off. I didn't even bother looking it up. Yeah, th- I, I tried about four times and I was like, "Fuck this." A similar thing happened to um to me and other Tom when we tried to play a game. Someone sent us over a key for it's called like Bio Agents, Mutant something, and right. the exact same thing as well. Like we were just like, "Well, we're not going to waste our time trying to play this 
fecking game if it's not going to exactly, fucking work. Yeah. Like, um, I mean, bizarrely, it's got really positive reviews. Like, I mean, it's only 184, but it's sat like a nine out of ten on on uh, Steam, and I can't see anything. Well, I, about can, I can imagine playing it. It's probably quite fun. It crashing, but yeah, yeah, it's a bit, bit weird. Yeah, bummer. Yep. Not good, not good. So you wouldn't recommend that one at the moment, anyway. <laughs> not from my experience, no. But, but <laughs> technically, I didn't play it, so <laughs> it's kind of hard to hard to give a good judgment on that. Fair dues, fair dues. Uh, Do you play anything else at all, dude, or is that it? Uh, well, to be honest, I, I may have done, but I can't remember anything. It's oh, been so long. You remember two, which is good for you. Yeah, better than Dan. <laughs> um. So I have played a few indies. Um, I've been streaming Divinity Original Sin 2. Um, I, so I've been diving into that. Now, the first game didn't hit very well with me at all. I didn't. It's not like I didn't enjoy the first game. Tom and I tried to play, and it was just a weird... It had a really weird co-op setup. You had to basically create a whole game just playing co-op. You couldn't jump in and out, so... I couldn't play the game without Tom being around and Tom can play the game without me being around. It was just a oh, bit... I kind of remember this. Yeah, it was all a bit weird. Really so we crap. we were just like, what the fuck? Like, and it was just a bit like, I don't know. I just I don't think we were actually in the right mood to play it at the time. Um, and we never went back to it. But I've where I've obviously over the last year, I've streamed uh, Witcher games. I've streamed various RPGs as well as card games. And people have kept saying in Discord, like, Woody, you need to play Divinity Original Sin 2. You need to play Divinity Original And I was like, yeah, I know. It's meant to be great. <laughs> uh, and it was on, it's on sale at the moment on Steam for 15 quid. So I was like, do you know what? Fuck it. I've got nothing to stream at the moment. I'm going to play this on stream. So I brought it. I got my ass handed to me for the first 10 hours. Like, that game is hard. Like, seriously hard. I'm, I'm playing on normal. And it is straight up. Like, it is seriously punishing. Um, and, yeah, I'm now, like, 20 hours into the game. And I've pretty much got a basic understanding of what to do. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, what I mean by that is, the, the, so for those who, are, if you don't know what the original sin is, then God knows how you don't know what it is, but it's a very much a classic style RPG game. Isometric camera, party of four, you're very much going through your kind of um, chance roles, your statistic roles, you're building up your characters different ways. You're, it's very statistically based you're looking at stacking different statuses on people to then get the most damage off them. Imagine like XCOM on steroids, but in a fantasy universe. That is the best way to describe it. But this is like the RNG here is, I mean, it's impossible to not have RNG in a game like this to a certain extent. But the the RNG here is as low as it can be. But this game is like straight up hard. You make one wrong decision in combat. It's like you might as well wipe him to go back into that fight again. Fights can get up to an hour long. And Jesus. every encounter is like straight apart. There's no, oh, I'm just gonna go and grind in the wild. You don't. It's not Final Fantasy where you get chance encounters. It is, oh, I've got this fight now. I need to make sure I prepare for this. And what you can do is like when you have a conversation with someone, you can then move the rest of your party around. So you start getting your like, I get my archer up high because they get thirty percent more damage when shooting from height. Then I tried to get my like major distance and position them all around. But then if you get that wrong and they end up countering it, it's, it's all, for lack of better terms, it's almost like chess. It's very much, okay, you make a move, your opponent makes a move, you make a move. And and although XCOM is like that, XCOM is very forgiving. Like there's times in XCOM, we were just like, well, I'm just going to snipe you from over the side of the map. This is straight up like you need to like have to genuinely think about what you're doing. Uh, and I think it's that kind of weird 
what how I approach card games where you know every turn is a strategic breakdown in your mind. That's exact same with this. Um, and I'm really enjoying it, but it is punishing. I, I stream it for like five hours and then I want to sleep for about 10 hours afterwards because I'm just like, oh my God, my brain hurts. Um, but it's really good. It is it is generally very, very good. It's 15 quid at the moment on uh, on Steam. And there is another indie game I've been playing and I'm trying to think what it is now because... Oh, Temtem. I jumped back into Temtem. Oh, wow. okay. Yes. So initially, obviously, I played Temtem when it first launched, and I was like, nah, it's not for me. It's not very good. Uh, the whole stamina mechanic was a bit dumb. Now, it turns out, I'm going to be completely honest here, that I just didn't play enough of the game. That I was just being a bit of a sport oh, brat, basically. Man. I know, I know. Um, you can kind of bust the stamina stuff early on, because everyone's so weak, and they're designed to be weak, because they're kind of like, you, your introduction to the game, go and win, and go go find some Temtem. So I played. I've been playing with Tom, and it's like the co-op in it is really good, actually. Straight up, like you just join in the party. So you then you're you both pull one Temtem out each, and then like there's buffs. So if we both have like a fire Temtem out, we get a uh, like a, a buff for that. And then there's lot. The game is actually we're like we played six hours straight last night, and it genuinely has a lot of like you have to think about what you're doing. It's not a case of, like, my biggest issue with Pokemon, I hated Pokemon that released this year, sorry, last year, because it was a case of, oh, I'm just going to spam this one attack. And in Pokemon, in any Pokemon game, you can basically take one or two Pokemon, get them, like, grind them out to be insanely powerful and just win the game with them. Like, this is simple as that. You really can't in this, because there are, like, I think there's 12 different elemental types of Temtem, and like the chart alone is, like, I'll share with you guys the the chart. Obviously, people listening won't be able to see this or find this, but you'll see just how kind of nutty the um, the chart is for the for this game for the elemental damage stuff. Um, that's the chart there of understanding what counters what. Oh wow! <laughs> so it's like it's like oh wow. <laughs> So we have this up next to us, and we're like, okay, we think this guy's neutral, so we want to pull this one out. Um, so that is like, and it really, it's to the point where you having the extra damage is massive. We had our first boss fight after like six, seven hours of the game, and you genuinely had to make sure you were building your team correctly, which is, I don't think I've ever had in a Pokemon-style game. It's normally just like, I'll grind yeah, one Pokemon out and smash them out. You've got Exactly, yeah, exactly, and even like your, so I'm I'm not like a diehard Pokemon fan, I enjoy Pokemon, but Tom is a pretty diehard Pokemon fan in terms of, he's played a lot of the games and, and he genuinely quite likes games, um, but Tom, who I should refer to, not Tom here, Dan's brother Tom, is um, really enjoying it, and he's like genuinely surprised how complex the game is and how much you actually have to think about it. So I'm going to eat my words about what I said about Temtem before. There have been quite a lot of updates. The roadmap is kind of looking pretty tasty as well. There's a lot coming to the game. Um, if you haven't got a, a, a PC, it is aiming for a spring 2021 release on console as well as a 1.0 release on PC. So you're gonna have Switch. to wait until then. That's what we were talking. What are they gonna are they gonna let a good Pokemon game go to Switch? That's the issue. Maybe. Like <laughs> I, I don't know. Like. The intent thing is, it, it could be amazing. It's never going to reach it. It's never going to eclipse Pokemon, is it? No, that's the thing. And that's what I have to remember, right? This isn't, a, yeah. it's not Pokemon beta, but it's going to make a lot of fans, ha fans happy to have a, a, a Pokemon, Pokemon like game. Yeah. 
Dan, what do you think? Do you think you see Temtem on Switch? Yes. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, I think it will be well past the cycle of the Pokemon bit, so we'll get a Pokemon... Um, what is it? Switch Slim or something like that. Because <laughs> they use Pokemon to help sell another yeah, that's true, console. Yeah, that's and then really after point. that, they'll let Temtem on. Yeah. It's like that. Yeah. Um, the girlfriend reviews for Pokemon um, Sword and Shield was all about basically. Then there's a really good stat in it about how uh, the Pokemon, in terms of as a franchise, video games are like 10% of the income, and that is it. That's all it is yeah. for the Pokemon franchise. I was like, not surprised. The rest of it is, is it is literally its own entity. Like how much money that franchise makes yeah. every year. Temtem's look like, I could still, you could ask anyone in the world pretty much, name a Pokemon. Most people are going to be able to give you some form of name. Yeah, in, I, I would hazard to say Pikachu is as recognisable as Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Yeah. You're probably right with that. I mean, but in five years time, you say to someone name a Temtem, they're going to go, what the fuck? I don't know. Yeah, like, fucking talk to me. <laughs> a what? A yum yum? That fucking cakes me. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but that's pretty much. So, so, so Temtem, fully worth getting or? Okay, wait? so now that's a hard one because we. I so I don't know <laughs> in terms of it's an early access game, but I don't know where the game finishes at the moment. Now there are areas. To, I know that's coming. What's coming in the next, um, the next expansion or release update, whatever you want to call it, um, is pretty pretty big. So the roadmap that they've got public on their on their website is um, has got a lot of stuff. So in spring 2020, you've got ranked matchmaking, spectator mode, in-game chat, chat bubbles, and club management. Basically, clans are coming in, and then summers when a lot of people are waiting because in summer you get a new island, 25 new Temtem. Uh, player housing, which basically means you can like, and they put a big thing out about this. Player housing is obviously you can create your own house, but it's infinite. There is not a case of buying land, so it's not like other MMOs where you can't have a house where you want. Everyone has that own instance for their house and garden. So there is, you can basically right. there's a certain place where you can go and you can go visit friends. Um, it's a bit of an animal houses and yeah, kind of yeah. things like that. Going, yeah. um, then climbing gear is what a lot of people want as well because there's lots of content at the moment in the game you're running through where you can't get to because there's like you need climbing gear but it's not even in the game yet. Um, oh, tease. Yeah, but so we, so we're seven hours in. We're still on the tutorial quest. Uh, there yeah. are there are 143 Temtem in the game to start. Uh, we've seen 12 of them in seven hours. So, like, wow, okay, <laughs> yeah. So, like, I would say, I mean, I'll, I'll let on here. I, I, so I got your brother a key for his birthday. I yeah. didn't actually buy it through Steam. It's 28 quid on Steam. If you go to Shop Two, which is a website I've used many times, you can get it for 21 quid. Um. So 21 quid for this game at the moment, I'd say yes, because it's only going to get more content to it. It's it's already sold over 1.5 million copies. So there's and there's a player base there. Oh, like this yeah, there's so many people on in it. Um and it's just wow. seem it's just fun and chilled. And it but it is challenging. Like it's um it's one of those games that you probably play for 10, 15, 20 hours, like for a blitz for a couple of weeks or a week or so, mm-hmm. take a break for a couple of weeks, jump back on it again, and and yeah, so it's I would say yes. I'm again eating my words on it. It's cute. It's super cute. It's super well animated. Uh, it just feels nice, really. And the co-op is really good in it. Like genuinely, really good. 
Um, all I will say is the co-op, you have to be very close to each other. So let's say, for example, now Dan was to get it, we couldn't co-op because we're further along the island. Now, I'm, I think it gets to a point where you get to, like we're on the beginner island at the moment, but I think it gets to a point where you can kind of travel to whatever part you want. Now, when right. you get there, obviously you can join with anyone you want, but until you get there, like because Dan, Tom and I started the game together, we're kind of in the same town as each other at the moment, so that's yeah. fine. But like I said, you have to be basically in the same town or even building sometimes to co-op. But co-op is genuinely really good. Um, and this is fun. It is It is fun. Um, yeah, cute, fun. I would I would recommend it, especially with 20 quid. Like, yeah. It's, but then again, what I'm interested to see is if they end up announcing cross-platform. Like, So basically if they say, oh, if you get this on Switch, your save carries over. You can play on the Switch and update your PC save. Like... Yeah. That's that's what I would like to see go into the game, mm. especially with it being an MMO. It's not the kind of game that you want two accounts on. It's the kind of game you just want one account, no. right? And Destiny done a good job in the end by turning around and saying, "Well, yeah, if you play on PlayStation and then PC, you, you're gonna your progress is gonna carry over the whole time." And that's, I think, really helped the community out by being like, like I even played Destiny on Stadia sometimes when I went to stay with my family. I played it on Stadia, wow. and then I came back and I was like, "Oh, because there was like a limited event for the weekend." So I smashed the event out in like an hour and a half one morning and I didn't miss out on it because I could play on Stadia on my phone and then I came back and the, the, the progress carried on with my PC and that's like, that's what I think games like this, like MMOs, like those shared world games have to kind of go for, not these, oh, you've got how, to count How easy is that to implement though from a development side? So the issue they've got is when you start Temtem is you don't create a Temtem account so I think it's harder. I think if right. you have a like... So when you do Destiny, you, you create a Bungie account yeah. and your Bungie account carried your progress. Um, but I think like, even like when Anthem 2.0 comes out that we know is in the works with EA, because you have an EA account, I wouldn't be surprised if that's something they bring. And I think that is the big thing that, like I'm annoyed that the divisions have at the moment. Like I want to play Division on my PC. Now I've upgraded my PC and now I'm getting a lot better at PC and I just prefer playing PC, like games like on PC now. Um, and I've got friends who play it on PC, or people I know play it on PC, I want to, like, if they said, oh yeah, your PlayStation save carries PC, I'd go drop the money now for the game and play it on PC as well as PlayStation. I just yeah. feel like that's a step that every shared world game has to take going forwards. Well, it's it's, it's seemingly more possible now than it ever has. Yeah. Dan, is that something you like to see put in games? I'm guessing that's so, because I know you... Oh, massively. Massively. Yeah. I think I think all games now, if they're coming out with this type of thing, should be you know you can play it with whoever you want, and that character goes between all of them. Yeah, because there's nothing. Uh, what was it? it? Was Smite? So because Smite was a joint account, I can play it on my Switch with all my characters. I can play it on my PC. I can play it on my Xbox, and I've got all my characters. And the, the fact I could do that meant I played it more. Yeah, because it's like mm -hmm. oh, just take my Switch. I'm, yeah. I'm off for a bit, like you did. I'm away with the family. I can't get to the main machine, but here I've got my Switch. I've got my portable device. I can play my character, and I don't have that really feeling of like, well, what's the point? Yeah. I'm not getting the, the characters, yeah. the XP, all of this bit. Why, why bother? Same reason I didn't play Fortnite on um, Nintendo Switch. Yeah, it was a new account, wasn't it? It was weird. Because you had to have a new account. It's like, well, there's really no point. Ah. Yeah, it's, it's just like, very alien. Like I feel like... It's been done. It's it's different when one like when when one company does it. It's like oh cool that's great. But now that so many are kind of taking those steps, 
And I get it's probably a lot harder with something like Temtem that we are talking. It's a straight up an indie studio making this. Like, Klima I'm Games are looking looking at their bit and their site and the amount that. Sorry, I just had a look at it because I was like, oh, I would put money on that some big publisher is going to come and buy them. Do you think? I don't think they're going to be an indie company for long. I, 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 I well, yeah, I think Temtem though, because I mean, 1.5 million it sold in the first month. This game, like, well, it's also 20... take into account that everyone has been looking for the next Pokemon. Yeah, well, and like everyone, every big company wants that powerhouse. Yeah. How long have people been got... asking for an MMO Pokemon? Like, yes, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. But but not just that, from a financial standpoint. Yeah. Well, hang on. These are all. These aren't Pokemon. These are Temtem. That's yeah. a nice, easy thing to sell. That Temtem's a simple brand. Everyone's going to remember that. They're yeah. cute little creatures. Here's the card game. Here's the things. As you said, Pokemon makes its money from the stuff that goes around it. Yeah. You get a big publisher in there. They're going to look at that and go, right, okay. We don't need to worry about the game too much. We'll give them money so they can implement their bits. But we'll make them sign over the rights or at least partial rights Temtem for us to, allow to do merchandising. Yeah. And then that's it. We'll have cartoons. We'll have the works because it is it's made for it. The creature design is genuinely. I mean, we've only seen twelve or thirteen of the Temtem, but they're genuinely. What what is so easy to do with these games, right? Is to go. Oh look, they just ripped off Pokemon. <laughs> like it's so easy to do that, right? And yeah, there's a, like a flying bird. It's easy to go. Oh, that's Sparrow, but like it's not. Like they genuinely have unique looking Temtem. Um, it's kind of why I liked Ublitz so much because they have their very unique looking creatures, right? But I feel like Ublitz, where uh, I feel like Ublitz has almost shot its load in terms of it was announced so early, and it was it's like been oh it's coming it was initially it was announced to release in twenty eighteen yeah, then it was announced fair, to release I, in twenty nineteen beyond their control though, wasn't it I think yeah. a lot of that was beyond their control like, when they it is they believed it was coming out Microsoft it is it is beyond their control however that legal battle whatever they've been caught up in. I think it's really going to hurt them. Like, I really do. Oh, yeah. like, like, don't get me yeah, wrong. Yeah. It, it will be great. But they were looking to be the indie, cool, quirky, look at this little funky creature battling game. And Temtem, we, playing it last night, and the fact that I played it for six hours, and I'm now like, I want to play again. Like, this game is really super fun. And, and yeah, like, I think Temtem could sweep in because Temtem is straight up inspired by Pokemon. Like, Ooblitz is like a farming sim, right, where you can battle creatures and all jazz. This is a straight up, like, but even the fact that the first next thing they're adding is ranked matchmaking. Like, it is going to be, they're trying to get it to be a competitive Pokemon game. Like, wow. Yeah, so... I, yeah, I think the other difference as well is that Ooblitz is a very much a single-player game. Yeah. It, whereas this was very much directed at that next step of Pokemon. I don't think they really... Cause I, I don't know. I haven't played Temtem, obviously, but I'm guessing you don't plant Temtem in the ground and slowly grow them. No, yeah. you, you literally one run through grass, like no yeah. other game, and then you get a random encounter, and then you throw a, throw a card at them that traps yeah, them in the card. Which captures them inside. Which I've never seen in the game, so it's which pretty is unique. Yeah, yeah. It's not at all like Pokemon. <laughs> not or, at all. Uh, you, Digimon. They don't or, even rush... Uh, they don't even... The camera doesn't even rustle through the grass as you go into them. <laughs> it's like... <you're> like <laughs> this animation is straight up Pokemon, but I love it. I think it. I'm going to buy this. <laughs> it's good fun. I think you'll like it. I think you I, will. I've got to um, say that the designs are very close. 
Some of them are. Yes. Some of them are. Yes. Yeah, there, there's some there that, are, that I could. You could tell me that was a Pokemon. I'd be like, oh yeah, obviously. But I mean, yeah. it, it's hard, right? Because you put anything, like I said, you put any flying thing there that looks like a sparrow. Oh, I, don't, I don't know. It's I don't an know. art style. There is a definite art style they've chosen. Even the borders around the text boxes when people speak, showing their name in the top left, like everything yeah. art style wise is Pokemon. The, um... the color choices, the work. Mm. It's you know. Yeah, but then again, Which... like. Look at that chart. It's a lot more complex than Pokemon. Like straight oh, up, yeah. it is. I'm no, just I think the games are, a lot are very similar. But I think that's going to be the difference between Temtem and Ubers oh. as well. I think Temtem. Do you want to hear something crazy? They can't. Do you what? want to hear something mind blowing? Of what? Copyright. That's not what copyright. copyright. It's just they didn't. They didn't. They didn't own creature battling games. No, no, yeah. I'm, no. I'm talking designs. Creature designs. I'm telling you, some of these are strikingly similar well it's already been shot down because the exact same thing when uh, PUBG tried to sue Fortnite because they were like we made the Battle Royale game it just it was like no well, no no because no, I'm not talking about gameplay I'm talking about no you're talking about the designs yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a copyright like, infringement upon no I think as long as the names don't cross over I think they're fine yeah like, and as, I mean as long as, as long as there isn't a direct Pikachu and a direct thing you can have similarities yeah, yeah, I suppose. Can, um, yeah, I can't remember what it's called now. But now, he, there's, a, there's a word for it. Yeah, create is it like creative freedom or something? No, it, it's um. Oh no, I'll think of it. I'll think of but it. The, um, before quickly, last point then. Here's something crazy. Like, and we noticed this last night. Mind blowing. The fact that Pokemon has never implemented this mechanic. So when you level up a Pokemon in a Pokemon game. And you get a new ability. You have to get rid of the old ability, right? To pull it in. Mm-hmm. And the ability yeah. is gone. This, in Temtem, you level up, you get a new ability. The old ability just goes to a library that you can equip later on. So you always get to keep your abilities and swap out your builds however you want to as you level <laughs> up. So it's just little things like that that you're like, these guys have clearly played Pokemon games and been like, well, what do the community want? We're just giving them everything they want. i got to say, that's one bit that always confused me about Pokemon was because, okay, you find these animals in the woods, you train them up, they learn new things, they forget the old ones, which is kind of like, that's not how we learn. But also, you used to be able to get chip, which you could put in them, and they'd learn new things. You're like, well, what the fuck are these? Robots or animals? (laughs) And if I put this chip in my Pokemon, it's going to forget something. What Am I some sort of neurosurgeon who's been cutting up these animals on the street? And like, well, I ripped that bit of brain out, put in a chip. I've made my own little Borg Pokemon. I mean, <laughs> we could get into the animal abuse in, in yeah. Pokemon all day long, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Instead of trapping them in a board, they're going to trap them in a card. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, kind of realm, it seems. It so. is definitely, it's, it's definitely cute. It's definitely good, like fun, enjoyable. Um, I would say now, if anyone is looking for a Pokemon game that's good, go get this now. If anyone has a PC, like, and you're like, yeah, I like Pokemon, you'll love this game. Straight up, you just love it. Um, and I think it's really reasonably priced. I, I really do. Like, it's literally half the price of Sword and Shield. And I only played six hours of Sword and Shield, and I physically cannot play any more than that game. I paid 50 <laughs> quid for it. I can't play any more because it is the most brain-dead, boring, numbing game ever. You literally, it might as well be called Press A Simulator. You just spam the A button <laughs> to attack, and you're like, "This is really. I don't have to do anything. It's so fucking boring. It is so boring." Um, whereas this is a case of no, you actually have to start thinking about builds and what Pokemon you have in your team and your squad. 
Um, and uh, yeah, so that's that's my two pence on Temtem. I take back what I said about three months ago. It's actually very good. And um, I yeah, I think when it comes to console, it will do really well. Hopefully, please, Creamer, bring uh, cross progression at least. It will be amazing. It hasn't been cross play, just cross progression will be amazing. Um, also, it's mind blowing to think that these guys have only made one other game before this, and that was Immortal Redneck. That Which blows my mind. Classic. It's just like, it's a good game, but what the fuck? Like, what happened in the board meeting? <laughs> like, okay, guys, we made this kind of really fast-paced first-person, like, old-school no. arcade shooter. Let's make a creature battler. Like, you know exactly fuck? what happened. They were like, guys, I really want to make a creature battler, but there's no way we can afford to do this because we're going to have to have a legal team. We're going to have to, it's yeah. going to take lots of hours. So what can we make that will sell really quick? Well, people are idiots. They like to shoot shit. Damn right. Right, let's make a shooter. Brilliant. Oh my about Redneck. Let's go. So they made a game that is a... Well, it's a randomly generated tower, crawl up, shoot shit. Don't think about it. Off we go. Have a bit of fun. It sold well. It went on all the platforms. They went, look, we proved we can make a game. We can get it out. You idiots bought it. Here's a massive load of cash. Please let us make this battler now. Please, 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 please. <laughs> Which is yeah. how come in an incredibly short amount of time they've yeah. got 140 odd Temtems. They've got this big open world. They're already yeah. looking bringing in competitive multiplayer online stuff. I reckon yeah. this this is the one they really wanted to make and has been in the works for a while. You're and Immortal right. Redneck was the one yeah. to make the cash. Immortal right. Redneck is on Switch as well. So they've yeah. got a, a history of games on Switch. Cross. Yeah. No, you're probably right. You're probably right. But no, yeah, Temtem. I, again, apologise for saying bad things about the game a while ago. I was maybe not in the right frame of mind. I don't know. I was being a dick. Uh, you're but just it's... a real bastard, aren't you? That's I, am. I am. <laughs> I am at times. I really am. But, you know, uh, yeah, um, it's definitely worth checking out if you like Pokemon games. But anyway, should we get into uh, some meaty news, gentlemen? Uh, let's do the news. As long as it's about meat. <laughs> Welcome back to Meat News. Meat News. Meat is generally the same as it always has been. <laughs> Glorious. Um, <laughs> so there's, it, it's a bit of a funny time at the moment. There isn't tons of news, apart from I'm getting a lot of news about games being pushed back, games being delayed. There's a whole thing that I was going to start a conversation with tonight, but we're going to do it another time. Um, but it will be... Because I, I want us to think about it at, at some point is... Is it a good time? Like, is now a good opportunity to get your game out? Because theoretically, people are at home. People are probably playing games. Steam have already smashed their records. They just broke 23 million concurrent <laughs> players at, at once, like, playing the fucking on Steam, which is nuts. And if if uh, Doom Eternal and uh, that Animal Crossing, yeah. playing, Animal Crossing or anything to go by, people are looking for something to play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, um, So you could argue that, yes, it's a great time to get a game out now. But then there's also a case of, is it because there's so many games coming out now? Is it more dangerous because your game could just quite easily get lost amongst everything else? I um, think everyone's just sort of like, uh, oh, should we? Yeah. Uh, uh, there's also the good. there's also the thing, isn't there? That a lot of people don't actually have a ton of money at the moment, or not that have money are generally concerned about money. Like that's one thing I know a lot of people are concerned about. So going to drop 20, 30, 40 quid on a game. It, possibly isn't a luxury that many people are going to do right now um so yeah it's it's a bit of an interesting one hello 
Oh, hello. Da-da. We went quiet there. I was like, uh, are they still yeah. there? Um, no, <laughs> so. Like, oh, I'm feeling really continue talking. So, yeah, that, that's, a, no, that's, a, um, that's a, a conversation we're going to get into. But there isn't tons, not now, but there isn't tons of, so there isn't tons of games releasing at the moment because a lot of them are getting delayed. But we do have uh, four bits of, five bits of news for you today, people. And obviously, we don't have the trailers playing, but you can go find the trailers as we're talking through them. The boys will be watching the trailers. I can watch the trailers as well to explain them to you. And the first piece of news comes out with a game called Save Your Nuts. It's been announced for an April the 16th release. Um, it's an eight-player local and multiplayer family game um, uh, by Triple Scale Studios. Now, the reason I mentioned this was I saw something the other day, and I, I, watched this, I ended up watching about an hour and a half of this YouTube channel the, basically about um, how families are communicating through games. Like people have brought uh, consoles online and they're playing, rather than Skype or FaceTime, they're playing these multiplayer games together and there are people getting into gaming for the first time. So something like this is an eight-player kind of crazy. You can give it to your grandparents, tell them to run around like a lunatic for, for an hour. Say the nuts. What do you guys think about this game, this uh, weird multiplayer game? I don't rate it at all. Uh, <laughs> to, to be perfectly honest, I watched it. Yeah, you could give it to your grandparents to play it two minutes. And they go, well, that was fun. Now, can we play a game? Yeah. No, it's I'm, a, you I'm grab a nut in the middle, you'll honest. fight each other to get it. Yawn. Next. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, weird. I, I wasn't really impressed. Uh, especially, I mean, not to be that guy, but it doesn't look very nice, does it? Yeah, no. this feels like a... and I'm, I don't want to kind of talk bad on, on triple scale games, but this feels like a, a game that was probably meant to release later this year, and it's like, oh, wait a minute, COVID-19, maybe we can get a game out now that's like a multiplayer game. I don't know, it just feels a bit... It's come Impossible. out of nowhere. I've never heard of the game. It's coming out to all platforms. It doesn't look finished. It looks like it's going to be a little bit janky. It looks like a game jam game. Yeah, it yes. does. Exactly that. Um, but yeah, I just I don't know. Just I'm sure people will have fun with it, but I just I don't. I feel like these kind of games have gone. About three, four years ago, these games were really popular, mostly because Overcooked Two came back, right? Which I know is a co-op game, but still brought that kind of manic, yeah, like multiplayer game. I just I don't. This know. looks like not to be a date, but it looks like something that I I see was free on Xbox Live in 2011 <laughs> oh, or something like XBLA. that. XBLA. Well, yeah, yeah. Arcade, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it just gives me that sort of like, I don't know, I'm not gonna right dick, but like a cheaply made sort of rush. We gotta get a game done. Which probably game. explains people. I didn't even explain what it is because I'm so used to having the trailers on it. But basically, oh, yeah, it's, point, it's a yeah. group of eight squirrels. I think you are. I think you can choose other animals and a as dog. well. Uh, you um, can be different animals. Yeah, because there's eight yeah. different animals, and there's um, uh, an arena map, and there's one objective, whether it be a ball, a nut, uh, a basketball, a football, or whatever. And you basically have to grab it and throw it into the goal. But all of you are trying to do the same objective. Um, there are there are um, three different game modes, yeah. but they're all based around this idea of moving the nut from A yeah. to B. Yeah, basically. Um, either being the last person holding the nut or throwing it into a basketball net or making your way from one side to the other. Yeah, it'll... there's like funny like, maps that are you know, moving around and yeah, it's, very it's, overcooked style. Like yeah. It's made to look like it's very child-friendly and it's very, we can all come and enjoy this. But like a lot of those games, it's, it'll take you 20 minutes to play and yeah. then you'll be like, yeah, that was fun. Let's do something. It's one of those ones where, yeah, you're absolutely right. If you have family together, 
and it was let's do something silly and you don't own Overcooked or um, Catastronauts, yeah. then, um, yeah. But yeah. I think this, this finds its niche when it goes down to six quid on the store. Like five, six free. quid. People go, people go, oh, cool, I'll grab that. resent paying the cash. <laughs> Um, next piece of news then, Faris, a video slash board game, is coming to Nintendo Switch on your 11th April. The game originally released on PC back in 2016 and yeah. other consoles in 2017. It's a space survival game where decision plays out in the hands of a roll of dice. Um, developers are choice provisions. Now, this one, I instantly obviously watched this and thought, oh, Dan will probably know about this game. Um, yeah, I know this one. I know very little about it, apart from what I've seen from the trailer. So I, I try to explain it before Dan goes into if it's good or what, what he knows about it. But it's effectively a space game. You are in space. It's, imagine FTL, but when you're doing these different decisions, you're interacting with different parts of the spaceship to see if you can save this part of the spaceship, work this part of the spaceship, whatever. You roll dice like you would in D&D to see if you can get a certain value to get that skill, that ability, that attribute to work. Um, Dan, do you know any more or anything else about the game? You played it at all? Um, it well it looks it looks really nice. It's um, it is a very pretty looking game. Weird yeah. spaceman heads when they <laughs> dance off dice and <laughs> out. Um, and it's one of those ones that should really work. Should be a game where you're like, oh man, this is fun. That mix of the board game using dice rolls to hopefully hit a target number. Um, to build your characters to develop them so they add bonuses or take things away from it. The problem with the whole thing, though, is that in the end, it's just an RNG game. Yeah. Um, and because you never really get the, the right provisions and the right aspects that help boost you so you can build in the right way, it just becomes a little bit too yeah. random. And you're like, ah, oh. which is a real shame because... I know games like this can work because there's um, uh, Dicey Dungeons. Yes, yeah, which was really it, popular. Was that Res last year? Yes, it's out, it's out it? now in early access uh, on this PC. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I'm pretty sure we saw it at Res. Yeah, we did see it at Res last year, yeah. Um, and it, it, has, it uses that RNG element, but works, as in you're able to build your characters in different ways to help try and flatten the curve which yeah. is a very <laughs> corona thing um <laughs> oh so relevant and, and thus is though enjoyable in the end there'll be points where you'll lose because of rng yeah not because of anything you've done which yeah. kind of spoils the taste a little bit roll a not three with these with these two dice to win you got two, two ones. Ah, oh, great. Cheers. Ah, uh, like, yeah. I like yeah. it. You lost. Hang on. <laughs> I built this amazing spacecraft. And I trained all my guys up yep. so they're incredibly good. And every other dice roll up to that point, I nailed it. But this on dice roll here, <laughs> I lose. And it's like, yeah, okay. Tom, interesting at all? Peaked interest? Fancy giving it uh, the, the only thing that's really piqued me, I'm, I'm Mr. Visuals today. I've got to tell you, it looks really nice. Like, it's a really nice looking game. Yeah, but, it yeah, is a good-looking game. I can't lie. The second I saw the dice, I was like, "Oh, yeah, 
Okay. Oh, it's one of these. That's why FTL is so great, right? Because it doesn't like FTL is in your hands. Like that's pure. That's yeah. That's your action. Your yeah. action. Pure skill. Versus consequences. Yeah. Yeah. You can't. You, it's the, you're not leaving it up to chance. Like you, you've got to deal with this. You know, like it's it's all you. I wouldn't even say FTL skill. I'd say it's, it, it's having your nerve and patience because there are times in that game where. Yeah, all it and, means and is you got to be sacrifices. You got to be relaxed, otherwise stuff hits power, and you're like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> I mean, that happens anyway in that game. You, you always end up screaming. Like <laughs> yeah. the music's so relaxing, so you're sitting there like, ah, oh, yes, this is a, this is a fun game. And then when shit hits the fan, suddenly you're not ready, and your heart suddenly is is, is going crazy, and everyone dies. Everyone always dies. <laughs> yep. Um, but no, yeah, I, I think it's nice. I think it's nice to come on the Switch. It seems like a nice little Switch game. Uh, definitely, board, board like there's there definitely seems to be an increase in these, uh, for lack of a better term, like digital board games, right? These is this the new trend? Games that are coming across. I mean, uh, maybe, but stuff like um, For the King was very much a, a hex style board game. There's lots of these games that are very. I know you could argue that classic RPGs have always been inspired by D and D and pen and paper RPGs, but as yeah. in like almost quite literal transformations of. Tile there's, moving. there's been a massive rise of games that are straight from board games. I mean, Scythe is now a board game, yeah. uh, computer game you can play. I'm pretty sure, you know, they're, they're all there. They're all going on. I mean, I'm playing Warhammer Underworlds, which is a board game, but now on a computer it's on Switch, I'm isn't it? Early access, it's on Steam, so sorry. Yeah. It's on Steam, yeah. Is it any good? Uh, it's very early access. It's a bit janky at the moment, but you can see if they keep oh. building it and bringing the cards, then it will be... Yeah, you're, right. a big, you're a big fan of the actual tabletop version, right? I do really like the tabletop yeah. version. I think it's really good. Nice and quick um, nice. And, and exciting, and you don't have to spend as much as you do to play any other games, workshop game. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, next piece of news, gentlemen. Mars Horizon has announced that it's going to have a beta start on the 27th of April. It is a closed beta, but sign-up is open now. Just like Mars Horizon into uh, Google, if you're interested in that from how we explain the game or what we talk about the game now here. Now, Mars Horizon is a strategy space sim game where you must lead humanity to starting a new life on Mars. We've all pretty much heard that that spiel before. Uh, it's coming to PC and consoles this year. And like I said, you can sign up now. It's developed by um, Orchin, I think it's called Arch, Orch, Aorch, Orch, Orch, Digital, um, and it's very much surviving Mars, uh, SimCity on looks Mars, like, uh, like, but it has a lot more might... of a UI management, I find, than than actual um, like city building stuff. I don't know. That, that that's the impression I got from it. watching the gameplay. Now it's. Feels like there's a lot of UI management rather than there mm. is a little bit like um, Civ, rather than straight up something like SimCity or City Building. Um, this is a game I think that probably I don't know if Dan would be interested by it, but I know we signed it for more into Dan's court rather than Tom's court. Um, mm. What do you guys think on it? I, I think. Got, go on, go on. <laughs> oh, we're so in sync. Um, <laughs> I was just going to say I, I think it, it looks really cool. I, I something I think I'm get more enjoyment out of playing it with someone mm-hmm. like someone who's more into the ui kind of shit because uh, that kind of thing always just gives me a headache but i <laughs> yeah. I, I i would like to, to play with someone to help make decisions and sort of work as a team that makes sense yeah 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 because it seems to a lot to it because it's a lot of stages it's not like you've got to leave earth and make it to the moon and you once you've made it yeah. to the moon you can try and get to mars and it's like 
oh, there's, yeah. there's more and more it goes on and on and on it's like branching out forever it seems like yeah it's not a case is it of like oh you land on mars build a city it's a case of you actually by looks of it you have to everything from takeoff on earth to yeah, in space to, whole space to management <laughs> to then landing on to then setting up on space like it seems nuts yeah um, it's, it's like kerbal but less physics based more simmy yeah yeah I'm looking at the Steam page here. You've also got to set up a space station and you've got to get the pods and payloads to it. Oh, are you kidding? Oh, no. Wow. wow. So space station I like how in depth Housing multiple crew and equipped. This this, this looks quite intense. Yeah. Like a proper... Is it 4X? Is that what they call them? 4X games? Um, I only know that as a beer. But no, I've never heard of a 4X game. 4X games. I've only heard this from your brother talking about it, but like games like Stellaris, um, games like Civ are what apparently are called 4X games. Like these kind of games that you put like hours and hours into, but depending how you manage certain colonies and that, depend, like, I don't know. I don't know what the meaning of 4X is, but I, I've heard that phrase used. So I'm trying to be cool and down with the kids and be like, yeah, it's a 4X game. That's is. classic, classic Lewis. Yeah, classic uh, Lewis. Forex is a genre of strategy-based video and board games in which players control an empire. Oh, and there you go. And oh, and explore, expand, exploit, and exterminate. That's the four X's. Ah. Well, I don't, I don't know if you're exterminating this one. I don't. It doesn't unless you. Well, I suppose your ships could explode, so you will exterminate astro, uh, astronauts. Cool. There you go. <laughs> during this. There you go. But no, it doesn't. Uh, yeah, that looks quite interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, agree with Tom though. I think this is, and I think this this goes back to our Temtem thing. I think these are great, and it'd be really nice on your own as you're sort of like, yeah, I built that. But it'd be so much better if you had to work as a team to do it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you're both making decisions together, and you're both like, oh well, if I'm good, if I do this, that'll get you. The, wouldn't that be great if there was like a space exploration game where you had to work as a team? You, and you're your ground actions, control. Yeah. One's yeah. ground control, one's working in the shuttle bay, one's doing this, and your decisions all affect each other. Yeah. No, it'd be, it would, oh, yeah. No, I mean, I, I'm interested by this, like I said, it's saying it's coming to all consoles as well. This seems like the kind of game that could be great. I know we say it all the time, but something like the Switch where you can just pick it up <laughs> and play a bit, put it down. It just seems like the kind of game that, like, would I be playing as much Animal Crossing if it was on PlayStation, PC, or Xbox? Probably not. But it's just the fact that, like, when I'm rendering stuff out or when I'm doing work or when I'm waiting for stuff at my PC, I can pick my Switch up, smash out 20 minutes, half hour, man, I'm crossing, put it down. This seems like this kind of game that I can just pick this up, yeah. play a little bit of this yeah. and put it down. Um, but yeah, definitely interesting. But okay, like, so Auroc Digital or Auroc Digital, yeah. <laughs> is, this is going back to board games, not board game talk. There used to be a board game very long time ago called Dark Future. Mm-hmm. Which was a like Road Wars, uh, Mad Max, uh, tabletop game, and they yeah. released May of last year a video game version of it. Oh, really? Ooh. Yeah, Dark Future was really good. Huh. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Sorry, they're yeah. they're busy yeah. streaming live now. Are they? Well, the game Mars <laughs> Mars Horizon. No, um, Dark Future. Oh wow. It looks quite good. But the um, so yeah, that is the beta, twenty seventh April. It's going to be free, and uh, so I should say the actual game will have forty five mission stages to the main game. 
uh, in the beta, you'll have access to the first 13, which is pretty substantial amount, really. Like, 30% of the game, basically. You won't have full access to the different outcomes. You won't have full access to all the features. So, um, failing or or winning the, d the demo will be a bit more of a linear experience, um, but it will still give you an idea of decisions to be made and, and all things like that. But completely free beta. If you want to sign up to it now, 27th of April is when it goes live. Head over to Google right now and uh, type in Mars Horizon into Google or Mars Horizon Beta, and that will get you, you can sign up to that over on their website. Moving on to the next piece of news, a bit of news that got me excited. I know Dan liked it because I saw him tweet about it. Um, oh, yeah. Is No Straight Roads not only got a release date for June the 30th, and it's coming to PS4 and PC via the Epic Game Store on the 30th of June, no word on um, Switch, uh, Xbox, or Steam release yet. But along with the announcement of No More Roads release date, we also got known that you can pre-order right now a pretty sweet-looking physical edition that I actually need to get up on the screen next to me, but I think I can remember what it comes with. It obviously comes with a physical copy of the game. It comes with the, the vinyl of all the soundtrack, considering this is a music <gasps> rhythm game. It comes with Coloured the game's vinyl. vinyl. Coloured vinyl. Oh, Coloured vinyl. It comes with yeah. the art book and it comes with a few other goodies, but a very nice presentation case as well. It's um, I'll try and find it and pull it into to, to, yeah, to chat to Tom. I see this but um, Dan, you were you pretty. I tweeted about it. If you get if you follow my Twitter, oh. there's actually a photo connected to that. Jeez. I've muted you on Twitter. Should never mute me on Twitter. <laughs> You're the only person I've muted on Twitter. <laughs> wow, actually, I'm really proud of that. With all this shit on Twitter, I'm the one muted. Um, that's yeah, impressive. There you go. I've got it here. Okay. Um, but yeah, so, but Dan, I know Dan's looking forward to it. But you, um, the game in general looks quite cool. Right? We played it at Res last year. It's a rhythm game where it plays out like a story-driven rhythm game. Where you are... Oh, I don't know why I didn't put the, the picture. Ah, oh, because I posted a link. I'm an idiot. My bad. Um, so, you get right, drumstick. You get oh, yeah. a premium art book. You get the... Oh, it's not a coloured vinyl. Sorry, it's not coloured vinyl. You get the exclusive Bunk Bed Junction vinyl. Which is their, that's oh. the name of the band, Bunk Bed Junction. Yeah. Uh, you get a, the game and a presentation box. Uh, for Pretty seven, nice. For 70 which quid. Really nice. How much? 70 quid. Reasonable. That's not bad, because that's £10 cheaper than a, £10 more expensive than a AAA game. Um, and you get all that. But yeah, so we did play this at EGX Rest, and it's a um, a story-driven, I say story-driven, a, a narratively kind of driven uh, rhythm game that plays out like a boss rush game. So you, you have these different bosses. It's very much the classic, hey, this kind of weird idiot, or these different genres of music, right, are trying to take over the world. And you're going back and going through the different genres of music and taking on the bosses. Uh, we played the boss. We played. We played this like EDM DJ, where you play out DJ on this. There's a, yeah, it was actually yeah, wasn't it? And then you yeah. play out on the vinyl, and the vinyl spins around. You have to dodge stuff on the vinyl as well as tap them. Uh, I know Tom and I think Dan played in the operatic stage. Is that right? Where you got the. Oh, the I, I played the DJ stage. The mum and daughter was that you, Dan, that played that one? He's he he's stopped talking to you now. He's gone. He's Bad. left us. Um, but there was a there was a mother and daughter stage where the the mum basically it, it was like nursing the daughter, and you, it was very operatic and classical. 
it was um yeah it was the game overall felt really nice it felt cool it was it's stylish it's funky it's colorful the music was pretty good in it it's um it felt tight for a rhythm game yeah, it's a game that we walked away from Res, right? And it was in our top five games to be excited for from EGX Res last year. So, mm. um, yeah, it's definitely a game to look out for. And uh, so what do you think about the physical edition? I think it's sick. It's good, isn't it, right? Like, uh, yeah, I mean, I I don't remember the music. Um, I'm sure I would if I, if I gave it another listen. But I definitely wouldn't mind having the vinyl. It's very nice. And yeah. drumsticks, that's very cool. And the presentation box is very nice. Especially £70. My special edition is actually really good these days. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, uh, what did uh, my my boss got uh, the Final Fantasy VII special, the ultimate edition? Ah, uh, with, with the bike. Uh, I assume so, but it was over. It was a hundred over hundred pounds, like hundred twenty pounds, something like that. Uh, the, the the top top one's two hundred quid. Oh, maybe it was that one. I don't yeah, know, but it's two hundred uh, pounds with the you get the. It bike was a lot of money. The... So yeah. seventy pound for one is actually decent, and to be honest. One of the things I always want from games I really like is the soundtrack. That's one of the things I really want. I thought you were going to say drumsticks. <laughs> I always want the drumsticks. Yeah. So I always thought, you know, I like Bioshock, but where are my drumsticks? <laughs> I am. Um, yeah, I've, have you seen a 200 quid Doom Eternal Collector's Edition? It comes with an actual no, Doom Guy helmet. <laughs> really? A wearable. Dan is back. Oh. Yeah, sorry. I. Um... My my wife, even though being told that I was um, doing the podcast, decided that she'd just knock on my door and start having a massive chat with me. You're like, yeah, okay, <laughs> well done. Um, but yeah, the, the Doom Guy helmet is it looks pretty cool. Uh, but no, like you said, seventy quid for a collector's edition is pretty tasty, right? It's pretty good. Mm. Uh, okay. And it's not often you see in the games of physical editions as well, so it's 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 cool thing to have. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, and then going on to our final piece of news then uh, is a game was announced um, by developers uh, Octato 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 anyway I'm getting I'm, I'm not going to help you I'm not butchering it at all <laughs> uh, a game called Airhead was announced and it's releasing 2021 the game is described as start your adventure as a body who witnesses the tragic separation of their head and his air pumping heart by an unknown machine. Uh, as the heart is taken away, the body jumps into action to save the abandoned head. Uh, so it's very much a kind of physics-based platform. Isn't that confusing yeah, it's, synopsis? It's very it weird. Is. Your lungs are the things that deal with the air, not your, your yeah. heart. But yeah, so it's... So it's, it's not really an air-pumping heart, is it? It's uh, the, the heart pumps blood. It's a, it's like a puzzle. From what I can see from the game, it looks kind of puzzle... Like it's puzzle like right? It. It looks cute. It looks yeah. cute. It looks nice. Um, what I want to see is like so. So many games like this, I feel like offer potential with mechanics, but then they often yeah. bottle it and go, "Oh, actually, no. Do you know what? We're gonna we're gonna use these few mechanics here or there." Like I was watching this bit now where they put their head onto a, a pump and then the air went into the head and then then they used the head as a balloon. Like that's cool. Yeah. Like that seems. If it is a case of where there's all these really weird, crazy, bonkers mechanics working, and there's you look at the screen, you're like, "This is impossible puzzle to solve," but it's not. You just need to work it out. That's great. Yeah. Uh, Headlander was pretty good with it, actually. I know Dan played a bit of Headlander. Yeah, I liked Headlander. They really played around with that whole separation of head. But then there's other games that start to go there and then bottle it and go. Actually, we're gonna just kind of stick with the same puzzles over and over again. Uh, I just hope they don't fall into that. I hope so. It, to be honest, just from the the look of the trailer, it's, it's quite a lot of variation in general. Yeah. 
yeah, no, I, yeah. I get the impression that there's different gases that you can blow your head up with, and each gas has a different effect. That's what I'm getting from that. Yeah. So right. it looks, yeah, I think it's cool. Dan, it's, were... it's Octato, by the way. That's what I said, Octato. Um, Dan, you, you're the one that got it wrong. You, uh, what do you think about Airhead? <laughs> Well, uh, I don't know. I'm not sold on it. <laughs> I've, I've seen it. I'm like, Meh. I mean, I, I need to see more of it. It's like you said, these are the type of ones that either we're going to do something really interesting with it mm-hmm. or kind of wuss out. And to be honest, on the little bits I've seen, I'm not seeing anything that makes me go, ooh, they're not going to wuss out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's so easy to play it safe, right? It's so easy to go down the safe route. And I just hope they don't. They don't decide to go down the safe route. Um, but yeah, so um, but that's that's what we played, and that's the indie game news. Uh, we have, like I said, we haven't got a main topic this week, but we will be having a main topic next week. Um, and the guys, well, we all have a week now to start thinking about it. But we're going to try and come up with a couple of games each of what we what we recommend you go and play. Like recommendations, like you're you're in quarantine, you're you're locked alone for any reason. It could be a short game because maybe you have got kids, and you're like, Do you know what, I've got two hours in the evening where I can just chill out. What's a nice two-hour game I can start at 8 o'clock and finish at 10 o'clock? Maybe it's a case of we can recommend a game to you that ends up going on over several nights. Like There could be a variety of reasons, but we're all going to think of some indie games that are nice to play in quarantine for whatever reason we think are nice to play in quarantine and um, or self-isolation or, or social distance, whatever you want to refer to it as. And that's what we're going to go into next week. But for this week... That is going to bring an end to the main podcast. The only thing we have left is our Patreon section. So make sure you guys stick around so we're going to have a little closeout and chat with you guys then. But for everybody else who did stop around, thank you for, for listening in. And uh, if you do like the podcast, we are available on patreon.com forward slash incredible. $1 a month will get you um, access to the pre and post show content. So all the content that happens before and after the podcast, we still record. We just chat about nonsense. We spoke about the lot, the tiger. I was going to say the Lion King. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. This is about Lion King. We spoke about the Tiger King on Netflix and and all j- jazzy wazzy nonsense like that. So if you're interested in that, check out our Patreon part. Otherwise, we're available on all podcast services wherever you found us today. Listen to us again there, or we're available on pretty much everything now. Um, but yes, thank you for stopping by. Uh, big thanks to Dan and Tom for being here as always. You're welcome. You, yeah, uh, patrons, <laughs> stick around. Uh, and until next time, people, you guys make sure you stay indie credible. Hey, goodbye. Bye.